I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. I, I love Facebook. I really love Facebook. I, I, I can get distracted by, by what's going on on Facebook in an instant. Just like that. Someone can catch my attention and I can go down some kind of Facebook clicking rabbit hole uh, for so many reasons. I love checking up on what's happening with my family, uh, with my friends, and uh, lately I have found it to be a great resource uh, when it comes to to following uh, some of the conversations uh, surrounding uh, some social issues taking place uh, around our state. I am right now talking about a letter, a letter I encountered on Facebook. This was posted there by Brent Jex. You know Brent Jex. Uh, the the president of the Utah Fraternal Order of Police. So the letter, which is here posted uh, on Facebook, is addressed to Sid Dixon, the Utah State Superintendent of Public Information, addressed just the other day, and it bears the signature of not only the president of the Utah FOP, but also the vice president, they have a second vice president, treasurer, uh, sergeant-at-arms, executive director. There is a long list of uh, of those involved in leadership with the FOP, and this letter uh, bears all of their signatures. I'll read you the caption. I'll read you the caption first, and then we'll dive into the letter itself. Brent Jex writes, The Utah FOP sent the following letter to the Utah State School Board of Education Superintendent. We would hope that the ill-advised actions of some social justice teachers don't overshadow the great work that is done by a vast majority of educators in being there for all our children. We hope the higher-ups listen to reason and leave the children out of this political fight. Now, that's the caption, and we'll dive now uh, into the letter. It argues it argues that some teachers in Utah schools are disparaging officers, police officers, in front of of students. The letter reads, on behalf of the 4,100 members of the Utah FOP, we write to express our fundamental dismay at the actions of several teachers and schools in Utah schools as the academic year has begun. Utah schools promote, quote, elevated education and, uh, quote, safe and healthy schools. Yet we continue to receive reports of classrooms becoming spaces for progressive political speech and acts. For just one example, in one elementary school in West Jordan, the daughter of an officer who was injured in the Salt Lake City riots was subjected to a teacher wearing BLM shirts and making disparaging comments about law enforcement officers. This child was emotionally devastated by someone who should be helping her feel safe. Again, we're reading from a letter drafted by the Utah Fraternal Order of Police and delivered to Sid Dixon, Utah uh, State Superintendent of Public uh, instruction. There was a claim there uh, that a teacher wore a BLM shirt and made disparaging comments about law enforcement officers and that the child of an officer was present in that classroom and went home with uh, some emotional devastation. In a moment, we're going to dive into uh, whether or not that's true and we'll see what of that claim we can confirm. We'll come back to that in a moment. The letter continues, educators are required to remain neutral in political situations. They don't know their audience. Our children are your students, students that you are beholden to protect, yet the children of police officers continue to be exposed to this treatment. 
They are subject to book assignments that portray police officers as evil or unnecessarily violent toward persons of color. They are subject to speaking assignments full of anti-police sentiment. This is not what the education system in Utah should look like. With approximately 8,000 sworn law enforcement officers in the state, not to mention the civilian employees and others who hold law enforcement dearly, we have a tremendous number of students who should not be subject to this treatment. A number of claims there, which I can only turn to you uh, for verification. There are, is reference made here to book assignments that portray police officers as evil or unnecessarily violent. There are speaking assignments uh, full of anti-police sentiment. I must ask you, have your students, have your children come home and report any of this to you? I, I'd like to know, and I need your help finding out. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Please let me know if your student has come home uh, and informed you that uh, that assignments of this nature are being handed out in Utah classrooms. And we'll see what we can learn from that. Uh, the last paragraph of this letter, and I'll move through it quickly, is simply the FOP is calling on the Utah State Board of Education to denounce such practices and mandate uh, that these educators, quote, stop harming our children, close quote. If teachers want to protest police, then it needs to be on their own time. The classroom is not a place for political indoctrination. Uh, and it goes on uh, in this vein, uh, ultimately with the signature of uh, leadership with the Fraternal Order of Police. Now, let's dive into this. Uh, I've asked you if you've observed it in conversations you've had with your students. Now, uh, let's look into it here for ourselves. The Utah FOP spokesperson, a gentleman named Ryan Carver, says that the daughter of an officer injured in demonstrations in Salt Lake City claims her teacher uh, at Oak Crest Elementary in West Jordan wore uh, a Black Lives Matter T-shirt and uh, made hurtful comments about the officer. Uh, here is FOP spokesperson Carver. In her mind, um, the teacher was wearing a shirt that represents people that are trying to hurt her dad. And... It really caused a huge issue. Now, the Jordan School District says that they are investigating the accusation, but that so far they have not found evidence the teacher made any disparaging remarks. Now, the Salt Lake Tribune dug into this, and their report uh, indicates that the district did confirm that the teacher was wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, though that doesn't necessarily break district or state policy by itself. What do you think? What do you think? Should should teachers be wearing uh, shirts or any kind of clothing that uh, along these lines are Black Lives Matter T-shirts being worn by teachers appropriate? And on the other hand, are Blue Lives Matters uh, T-shirts appropriate? Or uh, let's say a, a political ad. If you support someone running for for Congress, Burgess Owens is on TV right now. Is it appropriate for a teacher to wear a Burgess Owens T-shirt or a Ben McAdams T-shirt? What do you think? 57500. Text in. Let me know. The letter from the FOP in the classroom, uh, it says that the classroom is not a place for political indoctrination. It mentions that there have been multiple reports uh, of teachers using classrooms for political speech. Uh, and so the ask, uh, the ask for the state school board from the letter, they're asking that the board denounce such practices and mandate these educators stop harming children. Uh, Ryan Carver from the FOP continues. Children, regardless of their parents' political affiliations or regardless of their parents' jobs, that they feel safe in schools. All right. 
So the debate might be boiled down to this. From what we know, based on the reporting from the Tribune uh, and the claims of Brent Jex of the FOP and the other leadership there, uh, that the teacher did, in fact, wear a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. Would you feel comfortable with your child's teacher wearing either a Black Lives Matter shirt or a Blue Lives Matter shirt? What do you think? Now, this isn't uh, this isn't debating whether or not the students themselves should wear that. I, I think that uh, uh, that there is, I think that there is uh, plenty of evidence to to support that uh, you know these these children should uh, be able to express themselves uh, how they want uh, in schools. I am not aware of any schools that have uh, rules uh, against uh, you know expressing yourself in that fashion for the for the students. But here's what the rules say uh, regarding the teachers. And it's, uh, it's, it's a little hazy. It, it's not cut and, it's not clear cut uh, as to what uh, the rules are regarding a shirt like this. Teachers can exclude a student from participating in any program. Uh, I'm sorry, they can't exclude a student from participating in any program, deny or grant any benefit to a student, or encourage a student to develop a prejudice on the basis of a political or religious belief. Did the wearing of that T-shirt violate that rule? Let me know. 575-00. Quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to turn our sights back on a tragedy in Las Vegas in 2017 uh, when a gunman opened fire on a crowd. I have something to share with you that might bring a tear to your eye. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.